Good evening everyone. Tonight's class is titled The King in the Field. We're going to be discussing the special month of Elul, the month that will be beginning on Shabbos. This Shabbos we're going to actually welcome in the new month of Elul. And in preparation thereof, we're learning a mimer that Rabbi Shneir Zalman of Liadi wrote in the year, 19, in the year 1797. And he said it, Shabbos Mevarchim Elul, the Shabbos that we bless the new month of Elul. In introduction for the class, I'd like to read a quote to you that Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, the sixth Rabbi, wrote describing the feelings in the air that penetrated the city of Lubavitch in White Russia in the month of Elul. I'm going to read you a description of the month of Elul, just the feelings. In Lubavitch, even though Shabbos Mevarachim Elul would still be a clear and sunny day, the sun felt different. The air felt different. There was a smell of Elul in the air. You could feel the first stirrings of a teshuva breeze. The, the breeze was that of teshuva, repentance. Every per person there was beginning to grow a little, a little more deliberate, a little more thoughtful, allowing his weekday affairs to fade from his memory. From Shabbos Nachamu onwards, the Shabbos after Tisha B'Av, people would already begin to learn in groups after Ma'ariv in order to cry out in the night. By the time Shabbos Mevarchim Elul came around, one could sense the atmosphere of Elul. Anxiously, people now awaited the time when they could say, Lidavid Hashem Ori, the paragraph we will begin to do, the paragraph we say from Elul through Hoshana Rabbah. People, they, they were eagerly awaiting to say that paragraph. Eagerly, they awaited the first blast of the shofar that would announce that the gates of Chodesh HaRachamim, the month of mercy, had been thrown open. The Ma'amarei Chasidut of Shabbos Mevarchim Elul, opening with the famous, familiar words, Anila Dodi, were permeated with the spirit of Elul. Every day of Elul was quite unlike every other day of the year. Lying in bed at 6 o'clock in the morning, you could hear that you could hear that the early minion, the Bet Medrish, had already finished Shacharit. You could already hear the shofar. It woke you up to the fact that the world was now filled with Elul. You dress fast and a trifle dissatisfied with yourself for having somewhat slept in so late. How could you have slept in so late? You recall that this was the time, from Elul is the time Moshe Rabbeinu spent on the mountain. These are very special days, days in which you can accomplish more than usual. You tell yourself that you really should become a mensch. You cannot let these hours be lost on sleep. By the time you arrive at the Bet Medrash, you find quite a crowd already there. Some saying Tehillim, some learning Chasidut, some reading to Kunei Zohar, while others, whether standing or sitting, are davening. This is a description of the month of Elul in Lubavitch. And this similarly would have seen such energy in any, in any town that was preparing for Elul. What is the month of Elul? What goes on during this month? What is so special about it? 
I'd like to share with you a quote from the Arizal. The Arizal is quoting from Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 11. This is in Parshish Kisait say, the Torah here is talking about captives of war. The Torah shares that a Jew can only marry a Jew. But if a Jewish man is at war and he sees a woman he wants to marry, a beautiful woman that he wants to marry, so the Torah says different specifics of what he could do. One of the, spe- a meaning the Torah says you could take her and then you have to hold her in your house for a year. If you still want her after that, you can marry her. But one of the passages there reads, I apologize, it's passage 13. It reads as follows. You should should remove the captive garments that she was wearing at the time, this woman. And she should sit in your house. She should cry for her father and mother for one month. That's what the Torah says. The Arizal took this passage and he said, the passage is talking about Elul. You should cry for a month. That's the month of Elul. The month of introspection. So the Arizal already came and told us that Elul is a serious time, a time of introspection, a time looking within ourselves. A remorseful and sad time. Or at least that's how people understood the words of the Arizal. Similarly, starting next Sunday, Shabbos already is Rosh Chodesh, but Sunday is the first day we'll blow the shofar. The shofar, the Rambam says, should arouse within us feelings of awe. Again, feelings of seriousness. Perhaps feelings of fear. Taking these two ideas, Elul is a scary month. And what we're going to learn now in this mimer is that Elul is not a scary month. It's a serious month. Month. It's a very serious month. But it's, it's the luckiest month of the year. We're so lucky to have the month of Elul. We are so privileged that we have the energy that is going to start permeating us starting Shabbos. The greatest energy that we can imagine. And to, 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 to connect with the energy, we really need to look in Shir Hashirim's Song of Songs. What is the, perhaps one of the most famous passages in Shir Hashirim? Ani Fidodili. I don't know. I'm going to read you the passage. Verse, chapter 3 in Shir Hashirim. Chapter 3. Sorry. Chapter 2, verse number 16. You ready? Dodi li vanilo haroev ashoshanim. Did you say anila dodi vidodi li? Over here it says dodi li, chapter 2, verse 16. Dr. Yosef, make sure I'm not lying. Read the passage, please. Chapters um, Dodi. We don't think you're lying. Just in case. You can see. Dodi li vianilo haroa bashoshanim. Oh, it's a little different. Let's translate the pasuk. Dodi li, my beloved is to me, 
and I am to him. My beloved is to me, and I am to him. Chapter 2, verse 16. Okay, well now let's listen to a different verse. Chapter 5, chapter 6, verse number 3. I'll ask my chazan, Dr. Yosef, to read it again. Right there. Same verse, two separate places. And my beloved, I am to my beloved is to me, and I am to my beloved, the one who dwells amongst the roses. And then we have another passage. I am to my beloved, and my beloved is to me. The exact opposite passage. You you're with me so far? Two passages that are the exact opposite. Ani dodi vidodi li and dodi li vani lo. Is it I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me? Or is it my beloved is to me and my, I am to my beloved? Could anyone, for, before we go further, could anyone clarify? My good friend Yeshua. If I were to read you a passage and say the passage says dodi li vani lo. My beloved is to me and I am his. What would you say the meaning? What's the deeper meaning of that verse? Yes. Or let me just say, well, let's say it in comparison to the other verse. What is the difference between saying, my, I am to my beloved? One is from the perspective of the man, the other is from the perspective of the woman. Okay. On a very simple leaven, level, perhaps, we could say one is the perspective of the man. And, yeah. Which one would that be? One commits first and the other commits second. Got it. And that's flipped the other time around. Got it. So who is the first? So you're saying each one of them are putting their best foot forward. Yeah. It's an interesting perspective and perhaps a, a true perspective. Not perhaps, actually. The truth is, it's exactly what we're saying here. We're saying that these are talking about two separate stories. Who initiated the contact in each story? In chapter 2 where it says, Do di li vani lo, my beloved is to me and I am his. That means, let's say, let's say take it in the context, sure, we'll take it in the context first of husband and wife. So if we say, my beloved is to me and I am his, so that would mean that the husband was the first one to reach out and the woman is responding and I am his. My beloved is to me and I am his. If we say I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me, that would mean that the woman was the first one to initiate I am to my beloved and then my beloved is to me, the, my beloved responded back. Clear? Mm -hmm. Clear the difference. The question is, you're asking 
why are we saying it has to be talking about different genders? Why can't it be one person? Is that your question? No, I just don't know. Um, in, in, in Hebrew, is it saying that there's different genders? Or is it saying that in, in our context, we're going to say that I is the woman. Because the woman is a reference to the Jewish people. Shir Hashir, in Song of Songs, is a ref- the man is Hashem, and the woman is the Jewish people. So when we say, I am to my beloved, right now the, the Jew is talking. So if we translate it between the Jewish people and Hashem, I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. That means the Jewish people reached out to Hashem first. I am Ani Ladodi. I am to my beloved and then my beloved is to me. Hashem reciprocated. That will be the passage Ani Ladodi Vadodi Li. If we go the opposite way, Dodi Li Vani Lo. My beloved is to me. Hashem is to me. That means Hashem reacted first. And we responded. And both of these verses are 100% true. When Hashem took us out of Egypt, who was, took the first step? Hashem or the Jewish people? Hashem. Hashem came to the Jewish people and He said, I don't care what you're going through. I don't care where you're holding. I'm taking you out. So when the, the verse that says, Dodi li, my beloved is to me and I am His, that is talking about leaving Egypt. My beloved is to me. Hashem grabbed us. He grabbed us and we reciprocated. We, we, took, we accepted the Torah. Now it comes a time of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. It's a whole different story. No, no. It's not anymore. We have to take the first step. It has to be Ani Lidodi. I am to my beloved. I, each and every one of us, says I am going to connect with Hashem. And if we do that, Dodi Li, Hashem will certainly connect back with us. Is that the is that the one that's in two sixteen where two sixteen is where the Jew where the Jews initiate two sixteen is where Hashem initiates. Ani Dodi Dodi Livanilo is two sixteen is the Dodi Shir Shirin both of these are from Shir Shirin they're both from Shir Shirin. There's an interesting kind of taking initiative here too because. That's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. We're not, so to say, creating this marriage for our self-interest. We're creating it to connect. Very, very fascinating. So, 216 is when Hashem initiates. And Shira Shirim 6, 3 is where we initiate. Now, how do I know that the verse that says, Ani Lidodi, I am to my beloved, that we take the first step and Vidodi Li, how do I know that's the, uh, the work of Elul? I'm coming and telling you that in Elul, we need, to put our, we need to put our best foot forward first. How do I know this? Haha, let's start the mimer. Says the mimer. The first letters of the words of the verse Shir Hashirim 6 3. What are the first letters of the verse? Shir Hashirim 6 3. Ani lidodi vidodi li. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Spell out the name Elul. The first letter Ani. The, sec- the first letter of the second word Lamed. 
The first letter of the third word, Vav. The first letter of the fourth word, Lamid, spell out Elul. Rashi Tevut Elul. So I know that our task during this month is not the task of Shira Shirim 260. No! It's the task of Shira Shirim 6-3. Ani Lidodi. I have to come first. We have to put our best foot forward first. Yes? So, why is Shira Shirim read during Pesach instead of Elul? Because there's no cog attached to the... The story. The love story between a Jew and Hashem started and was initiated Pesach. Yeah, yeah. And The last two words after that are Haroeb Ashoshim, the shepherd among the roses. Right, right. Is that referring to Hashem? Yes. The shepherd? Yes, yes. Good question. Okay, so let's go continue the Mimer. So now we know what, what, what our task is. The implication is the spiritual service beginning in Elul is that of I am my beloved, i.e. an arousal from below, an initiative taken by the Jewish people to draw closer to God. So, so Elul is demanding that we need to come and make the initiative to come closer to Hashem. Okay, now watch this. What are the last... How many days are there from the beginning of Elul till Yom Kippur? How many days? Forty. What are the last letters of these four words? Anila, Dodi, Vidodi, Li. What is the last letter of each word? Which is no, no, the last letter of... How many yuds are there? There's four yuds. Each word ends with the letter yud. Each, the numerical value of the letter yud is ten. If you count on your finger, Aleph, Bez, Gimel, Dalid, Hey, Vav, Zion, Ches, Tes, Yud. The tenth letter... So now, if we have... Four letter yuds, it equals 40. So that means that this task, beginning in Elul, really takes us to 40 days to the end of Yom Kippur. And that's what we say here. This phrase continues until Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, when godliness is drawn down in an apparent manner. In Elul we have to come and Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur the godliness is drawn onto us. This godly response is twofold as alluded to in the verse. His left hand is under my head and his right hand embraces me. We say Hashem's left hand is under my head and His right hand embraces me. What is Hashem's left leg? If you recall in the, Kabbal, in the Tanya class we've said right represents kindness, left represents strictness. So during the month of Tishrei, What's Hashem's left hand? Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. They're strict times. What's Hashem's right hand? Kindness. 
Sukkot. Sukkot is the happiest holiday. So we're saying in this passage, his left hand is under my hand and his right hand embraces me. These are references to the month of Tishrei. Hashem's left hand. The strictness is during Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. The, the kindness, the right hand is during Sukkot. And that's what the Mimer says. The period from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur reflects his left hand. The aspect of fear. Which results from the awe-inspiring revelation of God's sovereignty at this time. So we start off in Elul. We start off giving it all we got. And then comes Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Hashem gives us back. So if we need to pr- break apart this passage now, it would read as follows. Ani ledodi I am to my beloved. That is the message of Elul. Vidodi li and my beloved is to me. That's the message of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. When Hashem gives us. Which this leaves us with a question. The question is not written in the mind. It's a hidden question. I will answer it at a later point. That is, if we're talking about Elul here, so why are Vidodi Li, my beloved is to me, why is that part of the Rashi Tevut of Elul? If the mission of Elul is Ani Lidodi to connect to my beloved, and the mission of Tishrei, the high holidays, is the Dodili that Hashem gives to us. So why are both details of Ani Lidodi, I am to my beloved, and Vidodili and my beloved is to me, why are both of them included in the name Elul? That's a side question. Don't, don't get lost. Just a thought to, keep, to bear in mind. Okay, so now we have clear that Elul, we, we give it all we got. For Shani Yom Kippur, Hashem gives to us. Beautiful. Right, you know the song Malchuscha, Malchus Kololamim, Umem Shaltecha, Bechadar Vadar. Malchuscha, Malchus Kololamim. Your kingship, your, your king of all worlds. How many worlds are there that people live on? Moshe Mantel. How many worlds do, do, do souls live on? Two. What's the two? Do you know when they're living on earth and then the time their soul goes to hell? Okay. Just relating the animal soul to the... Uh, Entry of the animal soul to the godly soul. Right. Interesting. But over here we're saying that there's this physical world. And then yes, in heaven there's many, many worlds. You can go from one world to the next. So... When we say your kingship is kingship of all worlds, the famous song, this is actually a reference primarily to the month of Tishrei. Rosh Hashanah is a month of kingship. It is a day of kingship. On Rosh Hashanah, the new year, Hashem is king. When is the kingship of Hashem over all worlds? When is that energy felt and permeated within everyone? That's on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So if you're in a heaven, if That's you're in, part of the Torah service. absolutely, 
We say it often, but nonetheless, the primary time that the kingship of God is felt is in Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. And that is why in the Siddur from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur there's changes in the prayer. The entire year at the end of the third blessing of Shemona Esrei we say, Ata Kadosh Vishimcha Kadosh, you are holy and your, your name is holy. Ukadoshim Bechal Yom Yalucha Sela, and holy beings praise your, you daily. For all eternity, throughout the year, we say, Baruch Ata Hashem, Hakel HaKadosh, blessed are you, Lord, the Holy God. Comes from Rosh Hashanah through Yom Kippur, we say, Baruch Ata Hashem, Hamelech. HaKadosh. And in a second place in the prayer, we also say HaMelech, King. Because this is a time when the kingship of Hashem is seen clearly throughout all worlds. But, there's a difference the way the kingship of God is felt in heaven and on earth. What is the difference? In heaven, at this time, during Rosh Hashanah everyone, they recognize Hashem as King, and there's no other choice. They are so overthrown by this godly energy, this energy of kingship, that they accept what Hashem says. There's no quarrel, there's no fights. In our world, between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the energy is here, but we have to accept it. So yes, the energy of Hashem is permeating throughout this time, but in the heavenly worlds, you, see, you get that energy, you accept Hashem, there's no other choice. But in this lower world, it is up to us to receive that energy. Let's see this point inside, third paragraph. During this period of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, therefore, we refer to God in our prayers as Hamelech, the King. Why? Why during this time do we say that Hashem is Hamelech, the King? For at that time it is revealed that Malchuscha Malchus Kololamim, your kingship is kingship over all the worlds. Even the hidden spiritual realms are struck with the awe and fear of the king. It says over here they're struck. It's an automatic thing. When the heavenly worlds feel this energy of Hashem, they're awe stricken. They're awe this influence is also drawn down upon all Jewish souls, arousing them to accept the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. So this energy is here, but it doesn't, there's nothing automatic. Are we going to accept that fear of heaven? It's up to us. And motivating the Jew to hold God in awe throughout the entire year. So this energy, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we need to receive it because it's not only here for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, it's here for the entire year. Let's take this godly energy, bring it into our, our lives, and it will lead us throughout the entire year. Yes, Dr. Yosef, please. So we're on Earth. Yes. But there are probably a lot of other planets out there. Yes. Could, could all the worlds refer to some of those other physical worlds that we may not even know about? 
As Jews, it's a very good question. I mean, I'll, I'll rephrase the question, perhaps. Are there humans on other planets? Is that your question? No, I, I'm just wondering if the word, if the phrase over all the worlds um, could, could be, mean not only the Earth and plus the spiritual realms, but the Earth and other planets where there are uh, where there, you know, other physical planets. Could, oh, could Olam, could Olamim in the plural, worlds be a reference to the other planets? It's a good question, a fantastic question. I'm, I'm going to just share a thought, and that is that I think in a world would not be an appropriate word. Olam would not be an appropriate method to refer to another planet, for example, or another uh, even galaxy. Olam world is a place where there are human beings that are living and fixing that world. And, and human not per se, not, not that they, are, they have to have a body, but that they have a soul and they're fulfilling um, you know, the mission of Hashem. That's interesting because the word olam, I never thought about that, can be, the, can be well, despite, despite also the spiritual sense, but the physical sense can be this physical world that we know it, but it also refers to the universe. Yeah, so it could be that if you would say olam, that would be a, a reference in the singular. That would be a reference to the whole world with its planets, etc. Hmm. But in, in a simple level, I think th I think the simple translation could could easily be read the way Dr. Yosef is saying that on, on a simple level, you could say Malchuscha, Malchus Kololamim. Your king, your kingship is king over all worlds, and that could be a reference to this world and, and including the entire universe. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, this energy comes and we need to draw it down. Why? We said we need to draw this energy down for the entire year. And if you don't, you're, you're not in the best spot. Why? Because it is impossible naturally to love something you have never seen and something that you can't relate to. How could you love such a thing? If I tell you, go and love, you know, Rock B, that's in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, it will be quite hard to create a love for that rock, even though you could go and find that rock. How much more so if I tell you to love Hashem, I can't see Hashem. I can't feel Hashem in a simple level. So how could I love Him? The only way to really be able to create that love with Hashem is working with Hashem and feeling the energy. Again, to create an, a love by ourselves is something very hard to do because if you love someone, you see them, you've seen their qualities, perhaps they've done things for you, there, there's a relationship here that you're able to touch. But Hashem is not physical. You don't see Him. So how could you love Him? And that is why we need to capture this time period between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and really draw down Hashem. That's what we're going to say now. For the love and fear of God are not generated and implanted in a person's heart through his own efforts alone. We can't connect to Hashem on our own. Really love Him. 
but rather, where does love come from? Have their source in the radiance of godliness drawn down from above at specific times of revelation. Someone who really loves Hashem has captured that, that ray of light, has captured that revelation of Hashem. This is not only regarding love of Hashem, it's regarding love of Hashem, it's regarding fear of Hashem, regarding many things. So now, if you want to love Hashem, when is the energy of love sh shown down into this world? Could anyone share, when is the energy of love permeating this world? Love of Hashem. The holiday of Sukkot. It's a happy holiday. During the holiday of Sukkot, cash in. The energy, the love of Hashem, it's flowing. When is the energy of repentance flowing on Yom Kippur? When is the energy of fear of Hashem flowing? Rosh Hashanah. Regarding the fear of God, the time for its revelation is Rosh Hashanah. So this is very powerful. Hashem is actually giving us energy. And we need to cash in on it. That's Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And that is what it means, my beloved is mine. <coughs> Hashem is giving us. Hashem is giving us a lot. That's the Dodi Li, let's conclude the, front, the first page, my beloved is mine, refers to this revelation from above. Anila Dodi, we start off saying, Anila Dodi, I am my beloved, I need to give my best to Hashem, I need to connect, but let us know that the Dodi Li, Hashem is giving us much more than we could imagine. That's going to be Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So why do we need Elul? Why can't we just sit on the beach and relax? And comes Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, I'll cash in on this revelation. It's happening anyways. You know, if you, if you threaten a child, and they know something's happening, you, you've got yourself in trouble. Then. Oh, wow. I just thought of something I think I read in some Chabad book somewhere. It kind of reminds me of this. Uh, a man sees a little girl uh, outside praying. Outside, and she's down the shul, so I'm sorry. Can I say this? Please. The chemistry says, why are you outside? Davening here, God, uh, Hashem is everywhere. And she said, but I'm not, I'm not the same everywhere. So if we don't make preparation, even though the same energy is coming from Hashem, we can't receive the energy. Garrison, you've read the words were fantastic. I'm no, I mean you've you've shared with us the meaning of the last no, two lines of this page. Absolutely. And that, that story really shows that this idea that Hashem is everywhere, but sometimes we need to be in the right spot for oh, ourselves. Right Nevertheless, to merit this revelation on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, one must first awaken love and fear through, through an arousal from below. And this is man's spiritual task in Elul. The spiritual... So, so let's, put, let's make a summary. Let's put it all together. Yes, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are going to come and there's going to be energy bouncing off the walls. But if you want to cash in, you have to make sure that you've prepared yourself. Just like if you take a full cup of water and you put more water in, it's going to flow out. Or if you take a full cup, a, a cup that is full of stones and you put water in, it's not going to go. Maybe you'll see, it'll go through the cracks a little bit. But it's So Elul is a time we need to empty our body. We need to empty our 
we need to empty the negative energy and become a receptacle for this tremendous energy that's going to flow on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So is that why we fast? On Yom Kippur, why do we fast? No. Yom Kippur is already after we've made the receptacle. That's for a separate reason. During Elul, this, these 30 days upcoming, that's when we make the vessel. The energy comes on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And now we could understand that original question. We asked, we said, Ani Lidodi, Elul is an acronym for all four words. Ani Lidodi, Vidodi Li. I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me. But we asked, I am to my beloved is in Elul. But Vidodi Li, my beloved is to me, is in which month? Is in Tishrei. So why is it that the acronym of Elul includes Vidodi Li, my beloved is to me, which is something that is not in the month of Elul, it's in the month of Tishrei. Should I repeat the question? Yes. One more time, fantastic. Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li is the acronym? Elul. Ani Lidodi means I am to my beloved. I took, a, we, the Jewish people, took the first step to come close to Hashem. When is that time period, Moshe Mendel, that we come close to Hashem? In the month of Elul. Vidodi li, my beloved, it's me. When, in which time period does Hashem come to us and shower us with energy? Roshan and Yom Kippur. Wait, I have a problem. Vidodi li. The, the third and fourth word of the acronym Ani Lidodi Vidodi Li My beloved is to me that's talking about something that doesn't happen in Elul in Tishrei so it, it doesn't make sense the acronym for Elul should just be Ani Lidodi I am my beloved Vidodi Li my beloved is for me should be the acronym of Tishrei got the question Mr. Processing. Got it? Let, let me say one more time. I, maybe even I'll write it down. That would probably be the best. <laughs> yeah, but I wish we should have a blackboard, yeah. Ani. Le do di ve do di li ani le do di ve do di li in English I am to my beloved and my beloved is to me these four words together spell Elul but the problem with that is that the last two words my beloved is to me 
when Hashem comes to us is not in the month of Elul. That happens after in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. This that my beloved is to me, that Hashem comes to us, doesn't happen in the month of Elul. It happens in Tishrei. Don't they say though that the king is in the field and doesn't isn't that in the month of Elul? Yes. Well, if, that, if that's the case, then Hashem is sort of approaching closer. Even. I'd like to hold on to that thought for one minute, Doctor Yosef. It's a good point. I just want to make sure. Does the question now make sense? That within the acronym of Elul is seemingly the words "My beloved is to me," which happens after Elul. But, but what we correct, but but according to what we've said, it's very clear. The only way that my beloved is to me is if I am to my beloved. The only way we'll be able to receive Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur is if we have Anila Dodi, I am to my beloved. So now, of course, it's a part of Elul. Without Elul. You will not have Vidodi Li. Vidodi Li, my beloved, is to me, happens in Tishrei, but it will only happen in Tishrei. You'll only receive it if you have Elul. If you have that, if you put your best into it. Exactly. There's no Tishrei if there's no Elul. That's right. That's right. Tishrei will happen, but it will not permeate you like it should. I'd like to share with you the Kabbalistic words for these ideas. Please, if you can, write them down. The first one is Isaruta Dilatata. Isaruta Dilatata. In Hebrew, I'll spell it for you. Aleph, Saf, Ayin. Reish, Vav, Saf, Aleph. I'll read. I'll say that word again. Aleph, Saf, Ayin. I'm starting from the beginning of the word again. What's Aleph Tav? I'm sorry. Ayin, Reish, Vav, Tav, Aleph. Itaruta, which means. An arousal. Oh, okay. So you have an arousal dilatata, dalid, lamid, tough, tough, aleph. I'll say that word again, dilatata, dalid, lamid, tough, tough, aleph. So I now we. Taught Hebrew by Sephardi. <laughs> this is an arousal, isarus, an arousal dilatata from below. Tough. Good. An arousal. Good. Two tufts. An arousal from below. This is the month of Elul. It's coming from us. Then you have the next step, which is Isarusa Dila'ela. Isarusa is the same word. The second word is Dila'ela. Dalid. Lamid. Ayin. Yud. Lamid. Aleph, from above. So the month of Tishrei, the month of Elul is an Isarusa dilatata, an arousal from below. And the month of Tishrei is an Isarusa dilatata, an arousal from above. 
So next week, what we're going to discuss is that famous analogy we're holding right there. You'll actually see it's in the third paragraph on the following page. We're going to we're going to learn the story of the king entering the field, and that's that story is going to be answering a big question about the month of Elul and it's really going to give us a new perspective but we'll see that next week so to summarize and then we'll take questions we summarize now that the month of Elul we, we have to come forth and the month of Tishrei is when Hashem reciprocates but without Elul, without coming forth first we can't truly appreciate and take in the month of Tishrei are there any questions? Yeshua I uh, wouldn't know where to start. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pulling my mouth off the fire hose. So. <laughs> I, I use the 60 Days book online or at the Jewish bookstore every, every year for the last five years or so. What is it? It's called 60 Days. It's put out by Habad. You buy it for 20 bucks or you buy it free online. It goes day by day, Elul and Tishrei. Yes, highly encouraged to get it by Reverend Jacobson. Contact Sixty days. Either online or Sixty days is including some, uh, Sukkot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so it's including the whole month of Tishrei. Yeah. Okay. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everyone. Thank you very much.